0: Welcome to the Chlorine King Podcast, where your host, Eric Taylor, will discuss tips for the do it yourselfer, answer listeners' questions, conduct product reviews, and host special guests from the pool industry. Grab your swimsuits and let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to the Chlorine King Pool Service Show Podcast. We're super excited to be back and recording again. Hurricane Irma delayed us for a couple weeks just because of the monstrosity of the storm. You know, preparing for it after the storm passed, cleaning up after it. And with the power situation, I was personally out of power for eight days, you know, so I just wasn't able to record at that time. But nonetheless, we're up and running again, and uh, we're here to deliver you another great episode that will hopefully teach you some things. Rob Estelle was our scheduled guest for this week, however, with him living in southeast Florida where Irma really destroyed uh, and and devastated that area, we're just going to give him some extra time to bounce back and get back in up and running, and we'll have him on shortly. But tonight we figured it was a great episode to talk about how to prepare your pool for a storm, since I just personally went through one, and give you some great tips and uh, avenues to make sure that you limit the damage uh, to your pool equipment and pool itself. But before we talk about tonight's topic, let's talk with Mike. He's a listener who emailed me and asked, Eric, my pump's not priming all the way. What's going on here? Well, Mike, without being in front of your equipment, it's hard to really diagnose for sure, but here's some things I could give you to look for to see if you can't solve the problem. The first and obvious one is the water level. You want to make sure that the water is about halfway at the skimmer entrance. This makes sure that the skimmer's working properly and also supplying the pump with enough water. So if it's not, if it's below, go ahead and fill it up until that point and you'll see that that'll solve your priming issue. Also, make sure that your valves are open. Believe it or not, I've actually come up to estimates and they think their pump's dying and it's actually just all their valves are closed off. So make sure those weren't accidentally turned or anything like that. Make sure that they're on so that the pump can pull water through and solve that priming issue. Another thing you look for is all the O-rings that are... In, on your equipment pad. So check things like your, your valve o-rings if you have diverter valves, your union o-rings, and also your pump lid o-ring. The pump lid o-ring is the highest offender for going bad and causing this priming issue. So make sure when you look at it next that it's it's nice and round, it's not deformed. Make sure there's plenty of lube on it. And also make sure you are snugging, snugging it up enough when you're putting it back on to you know, seal off uh, any from any air getting in. Next thing you could look for, Mike, is your filter clean. The pump works off how clean the filter is, so if your, your filter's clogged with debris and gunk and algae and all that stuff, you're going to notice that you're not going to get a full prime on your pump. A quick test to verify if it's your filter or not is pull the cartridge out, or if it's a sand or DE filter, put it on recirculate, and if you notice the pump's full of water now, there's your issue. You know, Just clean your filter, replace the cartridge, backwash it, or anything like that, depending on what type of filter you have, and you'll find that'll solve your issue. If you have several suction lines, Mike, try opening and closing the valves to isolate the line and go from there. You know, you might find that the vacuum port line is clogged with debris from the vacuum. And so if you shut that line off, you'll notice that the pump's priming, and then you can solve the clog from there. Also, if you do have an auto cleaner, make sure that it's moving freely and it's not bogged down. You know, again, it could be a dirty filter that's causing that, but also you could have some debris that's clogged in the in the uh, bottom of the vacuum. You know, oftentimes it may be a palm frond or some large debris that's just covering the suction port in the bottom of the vacuum. So obviously, you know, pull that out, and that'll probably solve your priming issue. Are all your baskets empty, Mike? Um, If they're chocked full of debris and leaves, it's going to create a harder um, resistance for your pump to pull water in. So, you know, go ahead and empty the skimmer baskets, the pump baskets. If you have a leaf canister, go and empty that as well. Um, and you'll see that that, that, will probably help with the pump pulling water in. Another silly thing I find is if you have a vac port on the, on your wall for a vacuum and you don't have a vacuum on it, make sure that line is off. Um, oftentimes, you know, clients will pull the, vacuum all, you know out for the weekend so they can swim in the pool but still leave the 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 line on and because of that the vac port actually blocks the water from getting into the pump as freely as it could if it were open so there's your issue there so i know it sounds silly but that does happen from time to time another thing that happens occasionally that people will install the pump basket incorrectly if you pull the pump basket out, you'll notice that there's a hole in the side of the basket and that aligns with the front of the pump where the pump sucks the water in from the pool. If that's orientated the wrong way and the pump basket, the grate of the basket is blocking that, what will happen is all the debris it will accumulate right there in front of the pump and block it from sucking water in and priming all the way. So definitely make sure that's orientated correctly and of course empty. Another thing to do if you have diverter valves where the handles move around and you can divert water one way or the other, take those apart to make sure that a they're orientated correctly. Uh, often, sometimes you know, clients will put the handles on the wrong way and they're doing the opposite of what they think they're doing. And then also make sure that there's no debris lodged in it. You know, sometimes those will accumulate debris there when you go to turn them or whatnot. I've actually found little small balls caught in the uh, valves there and causing the clog. So. Check that out, make sure the o-ring is good as well, put some lube on it when you reinstall it and make sure it's snug down tightly when you put the screws back in. And then the last thing, if, if all those check out you could, and you got some money to burn, go to Harbor Freight, go to Home Depot and um, get an inspection camera, and what you could do, it comes with a three foot cable, go ahead and plug it in the front of the pump, going down the suction plumbing, see if you can see any visible clog. You could also do that in the skimmer line as well. If you find a clog there, obviously you can address that then. Hopefully that helps. If all that fails, definitely hire a pool professional. We'd love to come out and take a look and help diagnose this and get your pool up and running again. So hopefully that helps, Mike, and uh, don't hesitate to reach out to us again. So moving forward, let's talk about how to prepare your pool for a storm. There's really not a lot of information online about how to do this, so I feel it's very important to discuss. I figure it would be a great resource for you guys on how to do so. So here's a bunch of do's and don'ts uh, and the reasoning behind it. So the first thing everyone wants to do is they think, oh my gosh, we're gonna get you know 40 inches of rain. I need to drain the pool and prepare for it. And the problem with that is it's impossible for us to predict how much rainfall we're gonna get, so it's really not recommended to drain your pool at all, regardless of where you live at. It doesn't matter if you live right on the coast, on the ocean, or dead center of of the state, it's still not recommended. And here's why. The lower you drain your pool, the higher risk you run of your pool popping out of the ground. If you're not familiar with popped pools, just go on Google, Google pop pools, and you'll see a bunch of images where the pools literally float out of the ground. And the reason why is this. Essentially what holds your pool down in the ground is the weight of the water that's in it. So it can be expected with the rain we're going to get, there will be a lot of water underneath the ground of your pool. The effect of the water underneath your pool pushing up is called hydrostatic pressure. And what happens is, is if we remove the water from the pool, there will not be any resistance for that. And what will happen is the pressure will eventually give and push your pool out of the ground. Now, I know what you're saying. Man, Eric, I'm st- we're still going to get 40 inches of rain. I mean, my house is going to flood. The pool's going to help absorb some of that. I mean, there's some truth to that. And if you feel like you must lower your water, the, all I would ever drain it is a foot that'll help, you know, with some rain and also keep your pool in the ground where it should be. If you do drain any water, you know, especially a foot or so, you're going to want to close off the skimmer line too because what happens is if the system's on, you don't want the line sucking air because that could damage your pump. One thing that is recommended is keep your pool equipment running as long as possible because that way your pool stays algae-free as long as it possibly can you know however if at any point you're worried about your equipment being flooded it's definitely recommended to turn the breaker off to your pool equipment at the main panel usually this is in your garage and that'll keep the electricity out of the pump so that way your pumps not soaked and underwater trying to fire up with live electricity that's never a good thing so once the storm goes away though and you're ready to turn the equipment back on make sure that the water recedes and that the equipment's completely dry before you attempt to put any power back onto the pool uh, because that could be a dangerous situation as well. Another thing that's not recommended is to put furniture in your pool. Everybody wants to do this. And the problem with that is while it is a great way to keep your furniture from moving around it could also cause a lot of issues with the surface of your pool. You know, depending on the type of material it's made out of, whether it's you know, concrete, fiberglass, or vinyl, it could cause serious damage to the furniture moving around. Like if, for instance, if you have a vinyl pool and the furniture's moving around, it could tear some of the liner possibly. And then also could depending on the type of furniture, it really could cause some serious staining to your pool. So you just really want to stay away from that. I would take the extra time to put the furniture away in a garage or something like that. Because the worst would be to come back from the storm. You know, everything's okay, but now your pool surface is completely just stained and damaged. I mean, that could be very expensive to fix just for the sake of saving five minutes of putting it in the garage. It's also heavily recommended to remove anything on your pool deck or in your pool that could... Be caught in the wind and become a projectile, Anything like a tablet floater or a, a raft, or if you have a life preserver on the on your wall, you know, remove all that stuff, any furniture, anything, because the wind could pick it up just right and and throw it against a house, break a window. I actually, had a client after the storm come out and tell me she saw her her raft uh, become a projectile and go through her pool screen and ruin one of her pool panels. So that's definitely one thing to do is make sure all that stuff's removed just so there's no issue there. I also had clients ask me, hey should I remove uh, my pool equipment? Should I bring my my pool filter in the house? Should I take my pool pump out? I wouldn't recommend this, A because if you're removing your pool pump you're going to have to be messing with electrical stuff, then you're going to have some exposed wires, you know unless you put a wing nut on them and all that but still it's not recommended. And then also the main point to that is it is you're going to create vulnerability for the plumbing, the pipes, because, you know, as it's attached to the equipment, it helps make it a more solid structure, whereas if they're just, you know, flimsy and floating around, they're more apt to break if, if something were to fall on it or anything like that because they're, they're bending more and stuff. So I don't recommend to remove any of the pool equipment. It really should be bolted to the ground anyways. So, I mean, you really shouldn't have to worry about it... Uh, flying away or anything like that but it is definitely more solid you know it's everything attached versus pulling out all the main piece of equipment leaving just the raw plumbing there so there's some tips and steps on how to prepare your pool for a storm i think you'll find that if you follow those steps your pool will be uh, a success for weathering the storm and if you have any questions or hesitations about anything don't hesitate to reach out to me you can always call me you can always text me you, know, you can always send us an email through our website. And if you aren't comfortable doing any of that stuff by yourself, definitely give us a call and we'll come out and do everything for you. So that concludes tonight's episode. Um, stay tuned for next week. We're going to do our best to get Rob on if he's up and running so we can continue with our schedule. But if not, we'll always have something else exciting to discuss. So have a great night, everyone, and thanks for listening. That's all for tonight, and thanks for tuning in. Please send any comments or ideas, how-to and guest appearance requests, and product review suggestions to eric at chlorinekingpools.com. Remember, if life piddles in your pool of dreams, just add some chlorine and keep swimming. See you next time.